Welcome to Intelligence Talks from the research team at Knight Frank. Intelligence Talks brings you the latest insights on property market trends and forecasts, along with expert analysis from industry leaders. I'm Anna Ward, Senior Residential Analyst at Knight Frank. So we'll be looking at Spain's housing market in this episode. We've got a great lineup of guests here to talk to us about this, and it's very topical given that travel restrictions are easing again. So we'll be hearing from Grosvenor's Residential Development Director in Madrid, Javier Martín, about his view of the market and how city living could evolve. We'll also be delving into Knight Frank's latest Spanish research with international residential research partner Kate Everett Allen in London and partner Carlos Zamora in Madrid. Finally, we have Pierre Arrieta from our associate firm in Marbella, DM Properties. Pierre has the latest on the return of tourists to Spain and how prime property markets are doing in coastal areas. So a very warm welcome to all our guests. Bienvenidos a todos. Kate, just to kick things off, it'd be great to hear from you around where Spain's property market was at prior to COVID-19. Can you set the scene for us, please? So pre-COVID, Spain's residential market was in pretty good shape, really. Average prices were rising in a sort of steady and sustainable way at about 2% per annum. The higher end at the sort of luxury end of the market in Madrid, we were seeing price growth of around 5% year on year. And across Spain, residential sales increased by 56% in the five years to 2019. So strong activity and cities such as Madrid and Barcelona were firmly on the radar of investors, particularly those targeting the private rented sector, given their strong market fundamentals. So they've got an expanding urban population, rising tenant demand and quite a youthful demographic. And that's a topic that we explore in detail in our recent Spain PRS report, which is on our website. And despite the economic uncertainty that we had in 2019 and also the spectre of Brexit looming large, foreign buyers actually accounted for 19% of sales nationally last year. And that was on a par with 2018 and up from 15% back in 2012. To give our clients a clear understanding of what impact coronavirus is having on Spain's property market, our Madrid team have produced a new Spain COVID-19 report. And that looks at multiple commercial and residential sectors and sets out our outlook for the market. We all know that Spain and Madrid in particular was hit hard by the virus and had probably one of the strictest lockdowns in Europe, if not globally. But since the 21st of June, Spain has allowed international visitors into the country without the need to quarantine. And of course, we've had the UK's announcement that Brits can travel to Spain and other countries, which means there's no need for them to quarantine when arriving back in the UK from the 10th of July. That's not to say, however, that Spain's without its challenges. Tourism accounts for 12% of GDP, and it's arguably the hardest hit of all industries. Unemployment is starting to creep upwards and debt levels are high. But that said, Spain was expected to be one of the fastest growing economies in the Eurozone in 2020. Javier, thank you very much for joining us. Bienvenido. Spain's uh, housing market crashed and it really hit the headlines last time round. Do you think that this time round that Spain's residential property market is in a better position now compared to back in 2008? So in my opinion, absolutely. The global crisis starting in 2007 and 2008 led to a big crash in housing prices, which reached its lowest point in Spain in 2012, 2013. But the fundamentals were then completely different. So first, we had a credit bubble globally, and locally, we had an excess of stock. In 2005, 2006, more than 600,000 new houses were started in Spain each year. 
which was more than the sum of Germany, France, and Italy put all together. Banks stopped the new credit lines to developers and also reduced financing to individuals. Default rates to maximum level among national banks. So all this made the perfect storm and we saw big price drops during those years as banks has been working hard on selling distressed assets, especially since prices started to recover back in 2014. So during these years, banks have reduced their exposure to real estate and the balance sheets are now healthier. On top of that, I'd say that there's no excess in the stock now. Just for comparison, in 2019, we started 100,000 new houses. So all these factors lead me to think that Spain is in a better position compared to the last crisis. Thank you, Javier. And in terms of the current situation, I mean, how is COVID influencing Grosvenor's plans for residential development? Is the company looking at making any minor adjustments in terms of how it designs buildings at the moment? Well, at Grosvenor, we believe we are good at what we do, carefully designed prime buildings in excellent locations. So we are not planning major change in our strategy. However, we are constantly analyzing the evolution in the demand and factoring in those new requirements into our future developments, more open spaces, greener areas, terraces or balconies, and also spaces to work from home are now in a higher rank in the buyer's priorities. So we will need to adapt those new needs accordingly. And do you think, I mean, will Grosvenor look sort of further out of the city centre in terms of development? If you're saying, you know, people are looking for more space, I mean, do you think that will be a priority for the next 12 months? Well, this is not a priority. It's also something which is not new for us. So we've been already looking in the past for new opportunities and the outskirts of Madrid. We're not planning to go to other cities, but we're open to extend our range of activity to the surroundings if the opportunity is good. Carlos, what's your perspective? We saw in our latest Prime Global Cities Index that Madrid's prime market has seen price growth of 4.6% in the year to March 2020 and 33% over the last five years. So do you think that COVID-19 will result in price falls for the best properties in the city? It's true that in Madrid we have had several years of significant growth in prices for prime residential properties. But COVID-19 has affected the resales and the new development markets differently. Luxury resales have seen a total stop of the activity due to being possible to hold visits for the last three months. Since the end of the state of alarms, the situation has changed significantly. People have begun to lose their fear and are beginning once again to visit properties. However, the number of contacts has fallen a lot and the forecast for that is that there will be a price adjustment in the short term due to the need for the liquidity that some families may have. We also have to wait and see what happens with the foreign buyers who before the pandemic and the current travel restrictions had come to represent more than 35% of sales of prime residential in Madrid. In any case, the more prime the asset, the less the price adjustment will have an effect. And in the other hand, in relation with the new prime development projects, we are seeing that despite the COVID, virtual customer service has continued and a certain level of commercial activity has been maintained. In addition, as of September, new prime projects are to go to the market in Madrid where prices will remain steady for the moment. So 
we are more optimistic with the prime and uh, regarding the price with development, new development project than the resales. Thank you, Carlos. Pierre, thank you very much for joining us from Marbella. What can you tell us about how prime markets are doing over there? I mean, are you returning to business as normal? Are there lots of viewings picking up again? Yes, we've actually been seeing that in comparison to the same period last year, so that would be more or less mid-March, which is when the lockdown started in Spain until around about the first week of July, there has been an increase of around 300% in inquiries. So that's a huge increase. Obviously, this hasn't translated into actual property viewings because of the recent travel restrictions. We are, however, seeing now since flight restrictions were lifted that there has been a slow increase in visits to properties. Going back to the 300% that I just mentioned in property inquiries, of course, we've yet to see how many of those are actual serious buyers or just people sort of dreaming with buying a property in the Marbella area. I mean, are they domestic? Are they largely people from perhaps cities like Madrid looking for new homes on the coast? Or where would you say they're largely coming from? No, they're largely uh, foreigners. So historically, buyers in our area have been mostly British buyers. Although in the recent years, there has been an increase in Norwegian, Swedish clients, also Dutch, Belgian clients are buyers in our area. So the increase in demand has been from those countries. We have had an increase, of course, for the rental market from national clients, so from Spanish clients. But I think that's due to the fact that they might want to holiday in our area, but not necessarily stay in a hotel because of you know the fact that they don't want to be very close to other people and they want the privacy. So we are very positive in terms of the demand has shown that it's stable and it has shown a very clear increase. But like I said, we've yet to see this translate into actual property viewings. Having said this, there have been quite a few prime property sales during the quarantine, which has been surprising. And just when the quarantine was lifted, so this was clients that had previously visited Marbella, had seen those properties and were just waiting to be able to fly into, you know, sign the deal or have one last property viewing or even clients buying properties through live viewings. We haven't had that property being sold through a live viewing, but we have spoken to several colleagues and they have told us that that has been the case. What about um, the fact that travel restrictions have eased now? I and mean, do you think that will lead to a sort of rise in viewings? How significant is that, do you think? We do think it will lead to a rise in viewings. We have been seeing it over the last few weeks. Client feedback that we have at the moment is still quite cautious. So they are interested. They do want to come down to Marbella, but they might hold off on the traveling for a few months just to see how not only the property market evolves if prices go down, but also what happens with COVID and if there's another outbreak, if there might be another lockdown. So these are all questions that our clients are asking themselves. And obviously, with regards to planning in the short to medium term, it does make them quite cautious. And are there any sort of interesting trends from the property searches you're seeing online? I mean, in terms of what both foreign and Spanish buyers might be seeking in new homes? Yes, we have seen an increase in demand for villas rather than apartments. And also, I think you've had this as well, 
in some of the UK markets and increase for country property as well. So this has been interesting because obviously our properties, our homes have become so much more important during the quarantine and we are seeing clients wanting to stay away from apartment buildings, city centres and they prefer more isolated areas or areas that have larger green spaces but are close to town for example. Carlos given the changes in types of searches that Piers just highlighted what are you seeing in Madrid for the built to rent sector are you seeing interest for that sector holding up do you think that perhaps in the short term there might be a bit of a dip in demand but long term do you think the sector remains healthy? Yeah, absolutely. The PRS sector is very, very active, not only in Madrid, but in Spain. It's true that for many national and international funds, their focus to establish rental housing portfolios are mainly Madrid and Barcelona. This level of interest has not fallen due to the COVID, but actually it has increased. Why is that? Well, let me give you some, some figures. In Spain, only 25% of the population lives in rented properties, compared with countries like Germany, for example, where the ratio is 50%, or the European average, which is 30%. In Spain, there are currently 3.3 million homes renting, and we should be about 5 million, more or less. So additionally, the majority of the offer is in hands of individual investors and only 5% is in the hands of companies that offer a professional product and professional service. The post-COVID market is expected to strengthen the rental market by offering more flexibility and in many cases a more affordable options than buying. So we think that there is clear a huge development of this market awaiting us, which must come from build-to-rent projects, designing from the beginning to meet the needs of their tenants, um, which can generate reasonable returns for, for the investors. We've heard from Pia and Carlos about sort of how foreigners, such as the British tourists and so on, might view Spain's housing market. From your perspective, how are Spanish investors looking to the UK residential market currently and what's their appetite, I suppose, to invest and how does Brexit affect their perspective going forward? So putting aside the COVID-19 effects, which have impacted not only the UK, but all countries, and also adds an additional factor of uncertainty. Before the pandemic, the UK residential market was moving towards a stabilization of prices at the years ago of growth. So although the risk of a no-deal Brexit is lower now than a year ago, though not fully mitigated, there are still some challenges to be solved and negotiations between the UK and the EU will probably continue until the last minute. So we will need to understand the final deal to see how investors react to all this as it might have an impact in asset prices. In the meantime, risk investors might probably choose to buy elsewhere in the EU rather than in the UK, at least for the period of time until the situation between the UK and the EU is clear. In the other way, finally, some British citizens might also want to buy properties in the EU. And that means that we might see an increase of UK buyers in some of the preferred countries for the British citizens, properties such as France, Spain, Portugal, Greece, and some other countries.
If you enjoyed this episode of Intelligence Talks, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please also make sure to share this episode on social media and check out the show notes for more information. Thank you.